0: Hi, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you were here, and I'm so glad that Catherine Whitaker joined me as my co-host today. We've got uh, a very fun show for you in the first segment. I share uh, about a retreat that I just worked with our uh, f- my friend, a friend of the show, Chris Bartlett, and how uh, God's providence reigns supreme. Maybe the biggest or one of the biggest moments of, that I've ever seen God's providence just work things out perfectly for everybody uh then we talk about our just shared love for jason kelsey he's just a hero and we talk about why and uh some of the things that uh, about him that are uh, inspiring us and then finally to close the show Catherine shares about a big project that she's been working on around her house uh its implications on her family life on her own mental health and then uh also its implications on our spiritual life so This is a great show. I really hope that you enjoy it. If you do, please hit subscribe wherever you are listening to the podcast. And especially if you're listening over on YouTube, you know the drill. Subscribe, like, hit the bell, leave a comment, all the things. We love you guys. Enjoy today's show. And welcome into Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor Stroll. That's Catherine Whitaker. And our lives are falling apart currently as we hit record on today's episode. Hello, you better enjoy this episode. <laughs> it is a requirement. Usually it's a suggestion and our hope that you enjoy the episode. No. It's required enjoy it. Dang requirement it. today. Oh, uh, today has been super stressful for me. And I get on and I'm all like, you know, worked up. And then you're you you came in with the same energy. So <laughs> At least we're the same, Taylor. At least we on are. that. We are. We're matching each other's energy here, uh, which is funny because uh, today's kind of frenetic, but it's been a more laid back week than I'm used to after an insane weekend. And we're going to kick off this the, today's show with like one of the strangest stories of God's providence that I think I've ever experienced. Like maybe not the most important, but definitely the strangest. <laughs> I...
1: I'm sure that you, Taylor, you like, you're like a moth to a flame when stuff like that happens. Like something crazy is going on. I was like, Taylor, where's Taylor? He's here. I know he is.
0: Am I, am I just a participant in this game or am I the agent of chaos? I don't understand.
1: I'm going to plead the fifth on that one.
0: Yeah, you go. Uh, I also just noticed that uh, my shirt perfectly matches the background right behind your head. So that's just something for our people watching on YouTube, but. Um, we've got the salmon pink cover uh, color uh, scheme going on today, and it makes me very happy. Okay, so uh, I actually ended up texting you about this weekend because uh, someone that you knew was involved. Actually, quite a few people that you know were involved in this. And uh, I'm gonna—I'm just gonna be honest. I didn't come to your house, but I almost invited myself to your house. Uh, you were you were second billing. I apologize. I'm often uh, wow. ninth or 10th okay. billing whenever you come to College Station. So I feel okay saying that you were a genuine second place because uh, I was driving through Austin to go to Eagle's Rings Retreat Center, a place that I know you have been before because we yeah. have spent time there together.
1: <laughs> well, I don't feel so. I mean, it's totally fine because I was in College Station just a few days ago and I didn't come see you.
0: Well, you know where I was
1: <laughs> driving <laughs> you were, by your house. You were here. <laughs> <laughs> so I
0: guess we, we're we, fine. We we're we even. Trained. Yeah, you came to Aggieland and I went to Longhorn Land. We just traded places of where we usually are. Uh, but I uh, on the way, so I was going to uh, um, kind of co-lead this retreat, so speak and lead worship for uh, a confirmation retreat with our mutual friend Chris Bartlett. He's actually been a co-host of the show before, so people should you know kind of know him if you've listened to the show for the last few months. He's been on here. Okay. <laughs> you don't know Chris Bartlett? I just thought,
1: usually when you do that, you're... Hold on. I need to collect myself. Normally when you do that, it's because my internet's gone wonky and I'm like all robotic. And I thought you were like... Catherine's internet's going out again. And I was looking, I was like, no, I feel like it's fine. Uh, Then I was like, wait, I think Taylor's waiting for me to.
0: Yeah. That's very funny. And it's it's all staying good. That was perfect. That was a perfect moment. So uh, this happened a lot uh, with father Anthony on uh, one of our uh, two episodes ago with father Anthony, I was telling the story of like, when I went to Ireland. So like, usually this, this is a conversational podcast, but like, when I go to Ireland, it's like, I don't know, man. I got a lot to say, you know, and you weren't there. So I'm, I'm going to talk a lot. And I was like, you just need to hop in whenever. And he did a, he did a pretty good job about it. And I, I, I told you similar things. It's like, I've got a pretty long story to kick off the show. So hop in whenever. And you're like, nah. <laughs> Taylor's got it. <laughs> I got this. I what's fu- what's so funny is I'm trying to be like nice and gracious. And you're just like, nah, do your thing, man. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So um what I'm picking okay, up from that Bartlett, conversation yes. is love, that you hate Chris. Bartlett. You couldn't say you did the if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. So you no, didn't say anything Chris. when I brought up Chris.
1: So to be fair, I love Chris's wife more than I love Chris. Uh
0: so does he. <laughs> so you're in good company. <laughs> That's good. So uh, Chris is one of my really good friends, and so uh, in, in in when I was driving there, you were second because I, uh, Chris wasn't going to be higher on the list because I was going to spend the whole weekend with him. So I'm not going to drive by his house on the way. Right. But the ones that did stay ahead of you were my cousins. My my uh, oh, they're okay. married to each other, which I know sounds weird, but you know one was my cousin, then one married into the family 20 years ago. So like my cousins. You know what I mean, right? It's not a weird thing. That sounded Alabama a little thing. Kentucky there for a minute. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I went to go see them and they I, I called them like two hours out. I'm like, hey, can I come over for dinner? They're like, sure. I just invited myself over. Uh, they said yes. And because they answered their phones, Catherine didn't get a call. But from what I'm picking up is you probably weren't even there. You were probably on your way here. So it's fine. It's true. Yeah, you were good. So- I go to do this retreat and uh, I have led confirmation retreats out there by myself or with some of of our our, our friends and ministry friends and all this sort of thing, right? But this was kind of a new thing for me. Typically, it's one parish that is um, having a confirmation retreat. Like, you know, your parish could bring a group of kids out there and either the youth minister leads it or they ask somebody like me or Chris or somebody to come out and lead. Okay, great. But this one was interesting. It was, you know, you've had enough kids go through confirmation that, like, you know they're required to go on a retreat. Uh, and did any of your kids uh, end up missing the retreat they were supposed to go on and have to do a makeup one, or did they, or were they all good Whitaker kids and they all actually? Went when they were
1: supposed well, to? one was a COVID kid, so we okay. missed okay. his confirmation retreat. So okay. I guess he's allowed. So we did he? I don't even know. He got confirmed. I'm trying. That's too long ago. I don't remember how he did that. I think he'd gone to DC Wasi which is okay. like our diocesan youth conference. But yeah. So he was the only one that missed it.
0: I got you. But he, but he, he had to make it up with some other event or something. And yeah, yeah COVID, COVID years, had, yeah, yeah. whatever. COVID yeah, year was rules. weird. Yeah. So what I like about this one is typically when I go out to Eagle's wings, it's been retreats run by other parishes, but Eagle's wings is just the like, quote unquote, just the host or just the retreat center or, what, or you know, whatever. Right. Um, but I've also been to events like the one that you and I have been there for, Godstock, where they like run the event, like they they invite all the parishes in and it's like uh, you know, uh what what's the old uh rock thing that's stuck? Woodstock? There we go. Wait. Woodstock, yeah. Isn't that also like a Snoopy character? Am I or am I crazy? Yeah,
1: oh no, Woodstock, yeah. He was a cute little bird. Yellow, he's okay. yellow with the funky
0: hair. Yeah. I had wood stuck in my head, and I'm like, I feel real stupid because all I can like see is the Snoopy character. But then, yeah, okay, okay. So we got it right. So it's like a you know a Catholic music festival slash speakers, and let's have fun, and, and and it's great. So I've been to both, but I've never been to a retreat hosted by the retreat center. So what it was was a makeup retreat for like anybody in the diocese of Austin. Like all these kids oh, are getting confirmed. Okay. You know, um, this most of them I would imagine this spring. So anybody could come. So it wasn't like Taylor's parish is going or Catherine's parish is going. It's just parishes from across the diocese. I think there ended up being like eight, nine parishes from from what I can remember. Yeah. And 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 like you know, some parishes had. Um, it also ended up kind of kind of being like little parishes that just wanted to join in something else. Like if you have three kids, it's harder to do a weekend right. retreat, right? So there was a little bit of that too. So it was like make up for some. You're Uh, like, I
1: see these people all week long and now I'm going to go on a retreat with them. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That makes sense.
0: That makes sense. When you have three people and it's like, I don't like that one. If you don't like a third of the people there, you probably don't want to spend three days with them, you know? Correct. So uh, it it was really cool. 80 kids, probably from eight or nine parishes. So there's, you know, some parishes that had, I, I don't know, 12, 15 students and others that had one and everywhere in between. So, you know, you come into this thing and you're like, How's this gonna go? Right? Because the kids don't know each other. There's no really comfortability with like other people there or like the leaders. They've never met us, this sort of thing. So it's like, how's this gonna go? But I know that like, you know, I'm pretty good at this. Chris is pretty good at this, and I enjoy working with him. So I'm assuming that it's gonna go pretty well. And fast forwarding a little bit, it did. It was uh like one of the things, like even one of the things that you're joking about was one of the cool things. They're like, okay, we're in this small country parish, there's three of us in the 10th grade. We've been together since we were four. Like we're we're kind of, you know, not tired of each other, but may- maybe part of that no. too. No, we're but, each other. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it was cool to see other people kind of intermingle. And I remember like it connected me a lot to like when I first started caring about my faith. Because I went to uh like I grew up in a small town. Now, to be fair, not as small as some of the towns that were there this weekend. You know, there weren't there weren't three of us in our youth group, but you know, there was you know, 30,000 people in my in my hometown growing up. Twenty five. That's 30, not people.
1: small, Taylor.
0: It's small for Texas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my hometown had 12,000. My husband's had 4,000.
0: Oh, you're better than me because you're...
1: No, I'm not. I, this You're not like from Cut and Shoot or something or Old right. Dime Box. Like those are teeny tiny.
0: Right. I, I although I, uh, very random. I want sing for, you know, like the senators, Ron Paul and Rand Paul. Oh, yeah. I sang for a wedding for their family in old Dime Box. <laughs> That's a super fun little place. I love it. <laughs> okay, so. Okay,
1: circling back, sorry.
0: Yeah, no, this is, you're doing exactly what I wanted to and not just sitting there staring at me for 15 seconds at a time. And I'm just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> we're going. So the, the, re, the retreat went really well. Uh, it was at uh, Saturday, all day Saturday and then uh, like half day Sunday kind of ordeal. I'm sitting there Saturday and we were, you know, we're Chris and I are taking turns, giving talks. We're giving like tag team talks to just kind of help with, uh, you know, uh, dividing the workload, but also just like helping with attention spans. You know, like when Chris and I are swapping out, we have different styles. So we we go through the whole morning. I'm doing some music, playing some games. He's giving a talk. I'm giving a talk. We're doing small groups where he's answering Q&A like we're, we're doing their thing. And so we have like a two hour period in the middle of the afternoon, we're like, we don't really have to do anything because they're doing like free time and, and uh, post-lunch kind of activities, that sort of thing. So I am staying, there's like a guest house that they have on the property. Have you ever stayed at the guest house?
1: I haven't, but it's I know really what you're nice. talking about. It's really nice. I've heard that, Yeah. I haven't, haven't been blessed enough to be able to be asked to stay in the guest house out at Eagle. <laughs> right. No one's yeah. a prophet in their own land, Taylor.
0: Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you have to drive uh, two hours to bring a briefcase slash backpack, which is what I did. Correct. So uh, real nice. Uh, so I, I've stayed there a couple times before I'm staying there and I have this little break. So I go and I'm you know being a millennial and playing on my phone and not taking a nap. You know, Chris is a little older millennial. So he, he came back and took a nap. I'm playing on my phone. Here's where the crazy Providence story comes in and it's it's a doozy so i am uh, laying on my phone playing a game listening to podcasts whatever right um i get a notification on facebook which is rare for me i don't do much on facebook, facebook but I have, what's that <laughs> yeah i have been tagged in a like national catholic youth ministers forum thing like where you know like i, I I'm a member, but I haven't interacted in a Catholic youth minister's forum in a while. Cause one, I haven't been a youth minister in uh, three or four years, but also I didn't really pay attention when I was there anyway, you know, I'm like I got my own stuff to worry about, uh, Yeah, whatever. So I get tagged in this thing and I get tagged by two different people. One who was kind of like a Chris Bartlett in my life, uh, in my life. His name's Everett Fritz. He was on the show a couple of times, many years ago, back in our radio days. And uh, he tags me, and then another uh, person here in our diocese tags me. So I get tagged twice in this thing. It's like, I got to go check this out, right? I, I click on it, and uh, it's, it's this guy who I don't know that posted this long thing. And he's like, hey, we're at a retreat. My, my, um, we just got to the retreat today. We've had the whole thing planned for months. And then this morning, our musician, our worship leader, canceled. And so I, we have like you know a, uh, adoration this evening with, um, you know with um, confessions going on and the whole you know tantum ergo and like we're doing the whole shebang. Like we got multiple three priests coming out. We got this whole thing planned. And this morning, got the rug pulled out from under me. I don't have a worship leader tonight. Um, And so he's asking for solutions. He's like, does anybody know anybody in the, in the area? Does anybody, can anybody fly out on last minute? note?" Like he's in the area. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, or like, you know, if it doesn't work out, what, what, what have y'all done? And so people are like sharing playlists and YouTube playlists of like meditative stuff. And of course there's like liturgy battles going on. It's like, it should only be silence. And other people say, you know, like, you know, there's all this is going on in this thing. And I get tagged and I'm like. Typically, this kind of stuff is like, that's what annoys me about these forums is like the dude asks for help. And you're like, oh, I'm going to do my liturgy take. Shut up. Like, that, I, I, that's like, you're the reason why I don't interact with Catholic stuff. Like, that's, that's this is I'm, why
1: I'm not on the Facebook group.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. People like you. So, but I, I'm reading through it and I see that I, I go, I scroll down to like where I was tagged. And it's like, it, I realized pretty quickly, it's like, oh, it's because I'm a worship leader in the area and I could you know, I could probably help out, but I, you know, so the guy asks, he's like, Hey, are you available? I'm like, I actually, I'm leading ret- uh, worship at a retreat, uh, right now. So, you know, I don't, I don't know where it is, but sorry, I can't, I can't help out. And then he comments back. He's like, well, I'm in Texas. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> he's like, "Where are at Texas. He's like Austin. And I go, are you at Eagles winks? <laughs> and he says, yes. And I'm like, I'm right here. I'll be there in two minutes because you know this, and this is a part of the story that I forgot to tell, at Eagles Wings there are two primary locations so like you drive onto Eagles Wings property if you keep going straight there's one retreat center that's typically for the larger groups you know it can it can hold 100 150 people something like that right and then if you go off kind of into the woods and kind of up to like the mountain or, what we in Texas call a mountain you know the, the hill. small hill yeah. yeah exactly like there's another one that has like the outdoor space but then also like a room that can hold you know 80 to 100 people so i'm at that smaller one and he's like I'm like, are you at Eagle's wings? He says, yes. I get to do the, one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. This man needs a worship leader. I say, I'll be there in two minutes. And I walk into his retreat center and I'm like, what do you need? That's Incredible. Crazy. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. He must've a- been like that. <laughs> like we're done here. Like that's a God thing. Like that's right. crazy.
0: Taylor. I think he put it. He put his hand on my shoulder, and I don't know. We talked about love languages last week. I don't know if it's because he's a physical touch love language or if he was just checking that I was, like, real, that I wasn't ethereal. You know, like, he was like, are you, you a AI. real? Yeah. <laughs> I like how I went angel and you went AI because there's no chance of me being an angel. <laughs> That's great. So I'm like, look, man, I'm here. Like, I'm, I'm staying at the house, which is two minutes that way. I'm helping out this other treat. I was like, when is when is y'all's adoration? Like, I, you know, I'm already committed to this other one. Like, they're paying me. I've said yes to them months ago. I'm not going to cancel on them. Obviously, you know. But when does yours end? Uh, or when does your adoration start? And he goes nine o'clock. Ours ended at eight forty-five. And you're like, and I'll be darned. Ours yeah. finishes. So I'll, I'll be there. So I get to go do this adoration. Oh, Taylor, that's awesome. Uh, and the one of the funny things is once. I realize, like, I don't know anything about this person. I've never met this man in my life. I'm, the only reason I, uh, I'm doing this is because I got tagged in a national Catholic youth ministry discussion page. And I'm literally at the location that this man needs a huge favor. I'm able to do this favor. I go over there and I see who the priest is. And this is why I texted you. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. This is Father Dean, who I know, but, like, I've met him at, like, diocesan events, but I don't have, like, a relationship with him, but I know that people in my life do. And I'm like, I think Catherine's one of them. I feel like Catherine and I have talked about this guy before. So either Catherine loves this man or hates this man, and I would like to find out which, because I know we've talked about him. I just can't remember the context. And you texted back saying?
1: He is Luke's godfather.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's your son's godfather.
1: (laughs) You're like, do you know Father Dean? I was like, I'm in mean, Conda. Yeah, yeah, yeah Conda. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a random, I was like, why why are you asking? And then you're like, crazy story, tell you later. So right, this yeah, is yeah. the first time I'm hearing the crazy story. And
0: here we are. Yeah, I saved, I saved it on purpose. I figured you'd like how it all played out. Because I did. Awesome. And it was, it's just incredible. And it became like an unintended theme of the retreat was like providence. You're like, look how God works. Like none of us, could, you know, none of us planned this, you know, like, and we wouldn't have planned it. Cause he literally like the youth minister did his job. He planned it. It just fell through for things out of his control. Right. Wow. Um. So father deed ended up being the priest that like did adoration. He was one of the three wow. priests that heard confessions. The other t- one was local. And the other one was like a retired older priest uh, who like, Lives there on campus. Oh, and that's
1: helps out. Yeah, Munsinger Holman.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's great. So he was there to he help hear, hear confessions and, and say masses and this sort of thing. Like, just a really, really cool experience. Uh, we do adoration. I'm exhausted by this point because I've already done, like, I had allotted my yeah. energy and, like, I expunge a lot of energy. I don't even know if that's the correct term, but I, I use a lot of energy. And, like, by the end of the night, I was done. And then I had to go lead an adoration again. Like, you know, like I was, I was tired, but it was cool to be a part of. And then after it's all over Father Dean's like, well, you're coming to do mass tomorrow too.
1: <laughs> and So well, let me see if I can squeeze it in, in between my off time and the other retreat that I'm right, leading
0: across exactly. the grounds. Oh my gosh. Exactly. So I said, well, what time's your mass? <laughs> And he said, 1 p.m. I said, ours is from 11 to 12. I'll be there for 1 p.m. So I ended up like being the worship leader for this entire retreat that I didn't plan on. And it was just so providential for them. And some backstory that I haven't shared yet is like one of the reasons that Chris invited me to this is that he knew that like events had been less for me, which is a huge source of income for me. So he knew that money was like, you know, we're not. You know, eating beans and rice, but like, you know, the next tier, you know, you knew money was kind of tight. So he's like, hey, come help, come and help with this. And then I got an extra paycheck on top of it because they're also going to pay Mm -hmm. for my services. So just like an incredible providential weekend for everybody. I got to hang out with my friends. I got to see my cousins. I got to um, meet these new people. I got to serve in this retreat. They went really well. I got to providentially help out with this other retreat that I didn't plan. And like, now I have it in. To, uh, entire communities thankful that I exist, which is not common for me.
1: <laughs> well, but when God does the heavy pour of grace, he really pours the grace.
0: Yeah. It was so good. Remember
1: this the next time that you're cursing and be like, do you remember? He's going to be like, hey, Taylor, do you remember that time? And then you're going to nod your head and be like, I do.
0: Yeah, I do. I do. So every now and then, God's like, hey, remember? <laughs> We'll keep him around, I guess. <laughs> so I, I just thought it was such a fun story. Such awesome. a, just like out of nowhere. Um, I came home with blisters on my fingers that I wasn't planned on. I came home absolutely exhausted. We're recording this days after. And I feel like this, like today, is the first time that I'm like not tired from this weekend. Because I just, just ex- what, what did I say earlier? Expunged all my energy. We're sticking with it, whether it's true or not. So uh, anyway, that that's God's providence for you, and I'm very thankful for him.
1: <laughs> Bravo, Taylor. That's an awesome story. Hold on to that one.
0: I will. I will. Um, I, I might even publish it, too, for posterity's sake. So uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Catherine and I's new required every month thing to talk about, which is football and maybe a little Taylor Swift. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> As I'm recording this last night, we just launched our fifth round of our foundations course here for our parish. Uh, you've probably heard me talk about this before. This is our teaching series, 10 weeks, like introduction, reintroduction to the top 10 things that every Catholic needs to know. And it's one of my favorite things that I've ever done. One of my favorite ministries that I've ever been a part of. And you can participate online. We just did week one. You can hop into week one with us over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Catholic. There's a whole playlist. List of foundations, there's talks from me and one of my very good friends who has a, a master's in theology, and we talk about the church, we talk about the sacraments, we talk about uh, virtues in Christian living, we talk about prayer, we talk about the sacraments, uh, just all these things that you need to know about. So whether you're new to Catholicism or just want like a refresher, uh, this is, you know a lot of times people are like, oh, I want to check out like RCIA, but you know that RCIA isn't really for you. This is kind of like uh, it's kind of built around RCIA, but for primarily for people who are like know some about Catholicism, but want to take that next step. So you can check out our Foundations course at youtube.com slash Catholic. Scroll down, the playlist is right there on the home screen. So uh, check that out, and I hope that you enjoy it. Welcome back to 4th Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Catherine Whitaker, and we're going to have a very timely discussion about something that for our listeners happened a week and a half ago. They already know who won the AFC Championship game. They already know who won the NFC Championship. They know who's going to the Super Bowl. But That's first... Not. We have to talk about what happened the week before, which for us is a few days ago. Uh, the old Taylor Swift in the in the stadium, we've gotten used to, right? But there was a big addition, and I, I mean literal Jason, big addition. Jason Kelsey,
1: man. <laughs> Can we just go ahead and waive the requirement, the waiting period for the Hall of Fame and just get that boy yeah. into Canton? Like. They might put him him, in the Bills
0: Hall of Fame, and he never played for the Bills. He did all this at the Bills Stadium.
1: (laughs) He is living his best life. He really is. I, I, I already loved... I love the two of them. Their podcast is hilarious, but I already loved Jason Kelsey. I didn't think it was possible to love him more. And then we're watching the game, and I yell to Scott, oh, my Lord. And he jumps out of the box shirtless just screaming for his brother and i was like yep official new favorite kelsey brother i love right. him it's awesome
0: <laughs> he's your new favorite kelsey brother but I, I didn't even think about this before we hit record but uh they you know their new heights podcast is just incredible i'm sure if you haven't it's listened so to the good. podcast you've probably seen the clips if you have been on social media at all like they're popping off Getting millions of views are so good. So they have a football adjacent podcast as well, which is what one segment a month with you and I becomes as well. A football adjacent podcast. So uh what I would like for I'm gonna let you decide. I think I know the answer, but between the two of us, who is Jason and who is Travis? In regards to uh like aura and personality, I, I am either Jason or Travis, and you are either Jason or Travis. We have to decide this now.
1: Oh man. Uh, I mean, I want to be Jason. <laughs> but I'm probably, I don't know. I can't answer that question, Taylor. You're like, you got the beard going. I know, I know they both have it, but you're super extra. I'm going to say you're Jason. Not that that makes me Travis, but I think you're Jason.
0: I that's what I was gonna say too. I I, I think yeah. RO wise, I'm more Jason, and I think you're more uh Travis. Uh Travis just for He's if a little you, bougie. A little bougie, a little uh more put together both physically and like uh it just in life, like he just kind of seems to like he wears fancy suits. Jason that's walks around shirtless. Say. He's all like, yeah, and it's like yeah, that's that sort of thing. Uh, also, I think you have a better opportunity of j- dating Taylor Swift than I do. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what I loved this is what I loved about the whole thing is Jason was talking about he had told his wife Kylie, "Listen, this is going to happen," and she's like, "Don't don't do it," and of course he's like. This isn't like, I'm not asking for your opinion. I'm doing it. I'm just kind of giving you the heads up. We've been married a while. I'm letting you know. But what I loved about it is that he he did it knowing that it was going to be when they were all going to meet Taylor. And he's like, listen, man, you either like me the way that I am, but like I'm not going to try to be all put together and be perfect so that Taylor likes me. She either likes me as I am or, you know the ship's going to sail. So that's, I think what I loved is he's like, I'm just myself. And how could you not love it? I mean, he even picked up a little girl for people that don't know. He picked up a little girl who's a big Taylor Swift fan and got her a little closer to the box so that Taylor could wave at her. I mean, come Incredible. on, man. How can you not love this guy?
0: Yeah. So I connected with it on, on some pretty deep levels. Uh, and I'll share that here in a second, but, uh, because, yeah, You and I are different human beings. Uh, uh, I want to know why. why did that connect so much with you? Because I think both for me and I think even guys in general, it connected with guys quite a bit. But I guess my assumption going in was that more women would have... Um, I guess connected with his wife being like, "Oh no, there he goes again," sort of thing. But you seem to like what no, Jason did, and I, I really would like. I, I would, I would like to uh, dig into that more. Like, what, what is it about you or about your life or about how you think or uh, whatever that really connected with what Jason did?
1: I loved how he loves his brother. You know, yeah. you would think like he's been in the league forever, started every single game. I mean, future Hall of Famer. I mean, the guy's a legend. And in in his own rot, right. and, and his brother Travis is a fantastic tight end, Super Bowl bound. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you know, when people are listening to us, they are Super Bowl bound. But we we know he, who
0: Catherine's betting on this weekend. Uh. I got a Chiefs fan in the house. Okay, yeah.
1: but what I loved about it is that I think sometimes you would hear like he just retired. You know, last the week before was his last game, and he was pretty emotional. Told the team. So I think a lot of people were thinking like maybe it would be hard for him to watch. Travis be playing just in general, but then also playing for the game, you know, that he's not going to get to play in. But what I loved about it is that he just loves him so much that he was so excited. And I'm sure he's like, man, I'm done. I'm living my best life. But it was this, I don't know, I think it was this connection between the brothers that, that I really was drawn to. And that They're supporting each other, and they're a little unorthodox, but you can definitely tell that the bond is there, and he was just so happy, and also in an environment where he was with people that he loved, and he was very much himself. So, I think all of that, it's it's hard not to love that. So, yeah, I mean, I loved Kylie and her response, you know, I think she's going to get a cat, you know, whatever, which is super funny, but... (laughs) And I can definitely appreciate with that. But I just, it was the joy, I think, that I loved so much.
0: Yeah. I I really connected with it. Like, I think what kind of, I've been trying to do this more uh, of like, whenever I have a strong reaction to something, like trying to figure out why, like both positive and negative, like, I'm so angry about this thing. Why am I so angry? Right. Or like, I am, I'm crying watching, you know, some scene. Why am I connecting, you know, crying about this certain thing and not something that i quote unquote should be crying about you know like trying to figure out what's going on and so i I was i was watching it and what was really funny is like i had seen all of this stuff and i was like oh that's cool and then you tagged me in in an instagram story about it like hey we have to talk about this i'm like oh good it's connecting with you too not just you know me like the reason that it really connected with me is because like i'm loud i'm big and i have a big personality so i often feel that when i'm going into scenarios like jason was going into meeting someone famous now i've never met taylor swift but like let, let's say famous people in our community or famous people in our in our, like in the catholic world or like um f- uh, fancy people rich people like all of these things are there i feel like i have to mute who i am in order to fit in with rich people with fancy people with um more um i i i want to say mature like like or just like I don't know, composed where I'm just like, yeah. I, I want to go out and be like, <laughs> like, like I want to have fun. Right. So like to see him go out and be fully himself and like the look that his wife, like he told his wife, I don't, you know, essentially, I don't care what you think I'm going to do whatever I want, which may not be the best thing to say your wife, but they've been married long enough. Like there's just this yeah. understanding in marriage. But also, like, I'm meeting maybe my future uh, sister in law. I'm meeting Taylor Swift, who's the biggest thing in the world. And he's like, I don't really care. I'm just going to be right. me. And That's not what worry I loved about, about it. it. Yeah. Right. Like, and like, I've looked at times where like I've gone to fancy dinners or I've gone to this thing and like I mute who I am. Like I mute my personality. I try to talk quieter. I try because I've gotten in trouble for being loud and boisterous and all this kind of stuff. But like I have less fun in those scenarios when I like mute my personality or like what, whatever I have less fun, but like watching this and how much this is loved. It's like maybe other people do too. Like I, I feel like I've been trying to do the right thing and mute who I am. So I don't offend people or I don't re- ruin people's night. But like typically when I'm having fun, people around me are having fun and like, I don't know. Like it's just this weird thing of like. I think as I've gotten older and trying to be a better member of society, I've muted myself more. I'm just like, not just be yourself, and people tend to like it, right? Or have strong feelings about it. Either way. <laughs> so- <laughs> don't you
1: remember when we we were at that uh, mutual friend of ours? We were at his wedding. And we had, I have not laughed. that. I mean, my cheeks were so sore from laughing. I ran out of
0: breath. Like I was, I was suffocating for how loud I was like, we were laughing so much that I couldn't breathe. I had to walk away. It was hilarious.
1: And, I, <laughs> and you know, I mean, I think we spend too much time in our lives worrying, not only what people are going to think, but maybe wondering, are we, is that really who I am instead of, and and I didn't think that he was obnoxious, you know, to the sense of like, you know, he wasn't rip-roaring drunk and acting like a fool or anything like uh, that. Yeah, I mean, he might have
0: been. <laughs> I mean,
1: he had a few drinks, but um, but he wasn't belligerent and he wasn't, you know, being right. mean to people. Like he was, I think he was authentically himself, and the alcohol may have helped him be even more himself. Right, right. But right. what I appreciate is that he he didn't say, "Oh, I'm at this particular place, therefore I must like be in a." jersey with my brother's number on it 87 and shake Taylor's hand i mean like he's like i'm just going to be who i am and you either like it or don't but it wasn't it wasn't mean and it wasn't dismissive of other people i thought he was just authentically who he was and i appreciated that and i i literally i i cannot stop watching the clip i've yeah. watched it an so obscene funny. amount of times yeah and it's just as good every time i watch it
0: it also makes me feel good that people like looking at a shirtless, large, hairy man. That just makes me feel good for uh, reasons. So we'll move on from that. But uh, here, here's one thing. I, there's, another, there's been these other clips. Uh, do I even want to share this? Uh, no, I won't fully share it. I, I won't share okay. why. I've seen, there's another trend going on on social media that connects with this, but I don't think I'm going to go into the trend because uh, it could get awkward. But um, the thi- one thing that I was surprised about – i honestly surprised is that like not i thought women were going to like wives were going to push back against the famous quote of him saying i forget the exact wording but like talking to his wife kylie right and then her name kylie yeah kylie uh i like how you say it better say it again kylie that's the most southern bo- name you've ever said in your life yes it used to be catherine now it's kylie, kylie. all right so uh He said to her, it's like, you know, she's like, be on your best behavior. And he's like, no, I'm going to do whatever I want. So I I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. Close your eyes. You're on camera. I can see you. And Scott Whitaker comes home and you're like, hey, we have friends and family coming over. I need you to be on your best behavior. And Scott Whitaker looks you in the eyes and says, no, I'm going to do what I want. Open your eyes. What is your reaction to Scott Whitaker? (laughs)
1: I've been married 27 years. I mean, whatever. (laughs)
0: so much!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because I've been that person and he just looks and he's like, whatever Catherine.
0: (laughs) That's that is the most healthy thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Because like, that was the takeaway and the theme of just like, yeah. she she she's in love with him. She knew who he was. They, like him and Travis even joked. it's like, he's like, I wasn't on my best behavior when I met her. I met Kylie when I was drunk at a party and doing this, you know, like, right. it's it was like, this is this is who I am. And she fell in love with me. So like, that was one of the takeaways. I, I, I'm surprised because I would imagine most wives, if their husbands would say something like that, would not be happy with that. But everyone seemed to be like jeering yeah, I mean, it I, off. I'm I, like, okay, great.
1: I think the thing is, is that, and maybe it's just if I'm looking at it from the lens of being married 27 years, but sometimes there's hills that are worth dying on and there's hills that aren't. And your husband taking a shirt off at an NFL game to root on his <laughs> right, brother, who's yeah, an amazing right, tight end, right, not the hill I'm going to die on. Right. right like, there's right, bigger things like kissing Taylor Swift, who's not your wife. That's a hill I would die on. Like, right, she would right, be like, right. yeah, we're done here. But yeah, I mean, yeah. he just. It's just not, I don't know, in the scheme of things, and maybe maybe it bothered some people, but it didn't bother them. And that's what matters because they're the ones who are married to each other. So I think it's actually a good lesson in recognizing your individuality in your marriage and what brings you joy. And if it's not something that's detrimental to your marriage... I don't think it's a bad thing. I think intensely or in, intended. He intended to do that. He shared it with her. Um, it's not like he surprised her. And I think to some extent, if she's been married to him that long, she wasn't like, oh, I'm so shocked. She was probably yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that that tracks, you know? Yeah. Did, so Did you
0: see the picture? Like, there's a picture. Like yes, One of one of the most popular pictures from this weekend. It's him doing the like bear roar, like his arms are off to the side. He's shirtless, and you can zoom in on her face behind him, and she is looking at him, smiling with like love in her eyes. She's like, "Yeah, she's just like I love that bear." You know, like (laughs) I'm
1: married to that man. We got three girls. Yeah, Yeah. I just think it's great. It's great. It's so great. It's very fun.
0: So, um, I was thinking a lot about a lot about that, and just kind of surprised, but like. I would ima- like, I was thinking about like my marriage and yours and Allison's and, you know, not father Anthony's. Cause that's a whole different thing. But I was like thinking about it. It was like, I would imagine if we said that to our spouses, it'd be fine because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all, we've been involved in all this for a while. Like we, we, we love each other. We're all like all of our marriages have very strong personalities and very strong characteristics in, 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 in everybody involved. So I, it was just one of those things that I was like, oh. I thought people would be mad about this and no one seemed to, which is fun. So um, we're going to end this conversation. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I'm going to share a story about uh, something that I'm very excited about going on in our marriage right now, and then I'll throw it to you and we'll be done with the segment. So I'll give you a few minutes to think about it while I tell the story. And I I won't throw to you with a random question. You're not worried about, or you're not prepared for. So you don't just stare at me for 15 seconds and laugh while hating Chris Bartlett. So I'm giving you plenty of time. So, uh, my wife and I very rarely get to travel together, just the two of us. I do a lot of travel by myself, like primarily for speaking and leading worship. Um, we do travel together in the summer, like we do our, our yearly family vacation, but that's like me, my wife, the kids, my parents, uh, my, my sisters, their husbands, like, you know, a big family ordeal, but it's very rare that it's just me and Sam, just me and my wife. Well, the thing I'm excited about and I'm happy about, that's, that's coming up very soon is we got invited to a wedding. Uh, his his name's uh, Peter and Yenza. They're from the uh, Game of Favorites community. It's like a Catholic young adult community. So um, we, and Forte Catholic's done some stuff with them before. Before you were a co host, we had all the co hosts go on and like play the games, like a Catholic uh, TV show game kind of thing. Very fun. Uh, well, we got invited to their wedding. And just because like I travel alone is kind of like my, default i'm like yeah I'll, I'll come like his his future wife is messaging me like hey you want to come it's like yeah absolutely and she's like does your wife want to come and i'm like oh i didn't even like think about that because it's in north carolina like it's not like a local wedding uh, or austin corner, wedding yeah. where, like where we drive and do it for a day like this would be like we're flying somewhere and going somewhere for like multiple days which like it's hard because we have young kids and they're in school and they're in activities and, you know, like all the stuff, right? It's so, like, that's just normal life is what keeps, it's not like, I'm like, I would love to travel without my wife. It's just a normal, like, it's just how things happen, right? Money wise, whatever. So all these factors. Well, then she's like, well, she should come. And I'm like, you know what? She should. <laughs> so <laughs> I asked my mom, and I'm like, hey, mom, can you come up like for essentially the, a whole long weekend? because. Um, the wedding is on Saturday in North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, so which means we probably have to fly out like Friday, right? Well, Thursday I'm giving a talk. I've been scheduled to give a talk at the, at a parish. Um, it, it started out being, you'll love this. It was going to, it was going to be a women's, like it was their women's ministry. So it was going to be me talking to 200 women. They're like, that's weird. So they invited the whole parish. So it's like a parish wide thing <laughs> hosted by the women's ministry that I'm very excited about. So. I was going to just drive up to Dallas and then drive back. But now my wife is coming with me Thursday. So I call my mom. I'm like, hey, can you come up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? We'll be there, but it's the Super Bowl. And I don't want to be on a plane during the Super Bowl. So I'm like, oh, I don't blame you. We'll stay Sunday, watch the Super Bowl in North Carolina, and then fly back early Monday, get back, and then I'll be back to relieve my mom and then do my ministry stuff on Monday night. Like, it'll... It's going to work. So I asked my mom. She's like, sure. I thought it was going to be a difficult ask. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. She's like, yeah, I'd love to. I'm like, great. So my mom and maybe my dad are going to come spend the weekend. So the other thing is money. I mentioned that earlier. It's like, you know, is Chris Bartlett having to pay for this vacation? No, this is crazy, Catherine. Because of all the travel that I've done over the years, I've I've mentioned before that I have like pretty good status with the airline. I've talked about that lot like, at, at long length here on the show. What I haven't talked about is I've just accrued miles and miles and miles and miles and miles that I never, never have to use in the miles. No, no, because like everyone always pays for me to fly somewhere, you know, so I never sense. have to pay to fly. Like. So I have all these miles from flying, from my credit card, from like, my personal credit card, from the Ford of Catholic credit card. Like, we have all these miles. Thursday, we are staying in a, uh, like, an airport hotel, because it's just one night. Like, it's not, n- no big deal. For free. The next day.
1: For the for the church, yeah.
0: Me and her are taking two flights, or, you know, like, two of us on a flight, Dallas to Greensboro, North Carolina. That flight and the flight's back. total because you're required to pay for the taxes. Everything else is comped by the miles. We are staying in what seems to be a very nice hotel in Greensboro, North Carolina for free because I redeemed my miles. We are going to Dallas and Greensboro, North Carolina Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday for $20. (laughs) (laughs) I'm exhilarated.
1: (laughs) And you're like... Thank God, someone said, "Is your
0: Right? Yeah, this is great. For twenty We're bucks a vacation because, for twenty bucks, it's cheaper if, than date night.
1: <laughs> but if she wasn't worth twenty dollars, then we'd have to have a conversation. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh so,
0: yeah. uh, well, well, I made her pay the twenty dollars. I took care of the rest. <laughs> so uh, that's that's what's going on in my marriage. That I'm thrilled about. we you know we have kind of mentioned before. It's been a pa- stressful past few weeks. Things seem to be dying down, but I cannot wait to go on a four or five day vacation with my wife. Just the two of us. I'm so thrilled. I'm just so thrilled.
1: That's awesome.
0: All right. What did Scott do recently for you? Did he, did he spend 20 bucks on you?
1: <laughs> no, he's going to Scotland and Ireland without me. He's leading a pilgrimage oh, actually in uh with our parish priest, um, just before Holy week, but no, he's going to install a fan for me tonight. And I'm Ooh. in our bedroom. Yeah. So We turned it on the other day and halfway through the night, I noticed I get so hot at night, Taylor. Like, it's like I run a marathon. Keep it to yourself. Oh, my gosh. I was so hot. So I'm like, why is the fan off? And when he went to go turn it on, Taylor, it sparked like it almost caught fire. And I said, uh, that would have been awful. (laughs) So... My favorite honeydew project is that's what the FedEx man just delivered to my front door right. is that Scott is going to install a fan. And um, this is where we are in our marriage. Now you're flying to North
0: Carolina <laughs> and my <laughs> husband's
1: installing a fan. Uh,
0: one of the worst do it, uh, do it yourself projects I've ever done was install a fan. I've installed oh, yeah. one fan in my house and I have paid somebody to do all the rest because I you couldn't know, breathe he's, for three weeks. He's
1: super handy. He had to install a bunch of fans when they, We're doing some work on their house, but his dad taught him to do all sorts of electrical work. So he's, and I didn't even know that when I married him, it was like the extra bonus. bonus. I was like, (laughs) I married Chip Gaines, but he's even better looking than Chip Gaines. Like he can do everything. So it's pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited about my new fan.
0: And that's why he can walk (laughs) home and say, I don't care what you think. I'm going to do what I want. And you love him anyway. All right. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take another quick break and then we'll be right back. This is a friendly reminder that if you are enjoying today's show, and especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, to go leave it five stars, leave a rating. I think you can do the same thing on Spotify, wherever you're listening. It would really help us out. Uh, you know, the, the more times we get five star reviews, the more times you leave a little two sentence comment about you know why you like the show. It just helps kind of boost us in uh, Apple's and Spotify and all those algorithms, so that other people can find the show. So you taking two minutes can make my life better significantly couple of our uh, more recent reviews we got two last year come on guys there's thousands of you that listen we only got two new reviews last year you could do better than that uh pro fall says five stars laughs and catholic insights and discussions on everyday issues we face good mix of fun and serious teaching from clergy and laypersons hey that's me uh patty1942 says i just found about found out about the show while listening to clerically speaking y'all remember when that was a podcast I'm now playing catch up on episodes. It's a great deal of fun and very educational without being stuffy. I love that they bring Catholicism to the common man in an easygoing way. Also, I love the alphabet games. I'm glad because I wasn't sure if anybody was going to like the alphabet games. So please go leave a review on the show. I just might read it here like I just did for my friend Propopopofal. <laughs> so thank you, guys. I hope if you're enjoying the show, I really hope that you are. Uh, it takes just a few seconds. You can even do it while you're listening to the next segment. Five stars. Leave a couple of, uh, a couple sentences. It would really, really help us out. Thanks to the fans. Appreciate you. Bye. Welcome back to Fort the Catholic. I am still Taylor Stroll. That is still Catherine Whitaker. You just finished a huge project at your house that I think you've mentioned in passing around this time last year. We've never completely dove, divin, dived into it. So we're going to do that now.
1: Yes. Yeah, so every January for 10 days, so Monday through Friday, take the weekend off, Monday through Friday the next week, we deep clean and purge our entire house. So every cabinet, every drawer, every closet, all of it. So Sounds terrible. F- this is year seven. The focus is the the purging. I mean, the deep cleaning is just extra bonus, but it's really not just purging it, but are the things and the systems that we have in place working for our family. And if they're not, let's fix it. So to be fair, the first time I did it, I, honestly, I look back and I'm like, I don't even know who that was because I was a maniac. I mean, we I did so much work that first year, but, but every year since then, there might be one or two rooms that I really focus on. I mean, yes, I will still go through all the rooms, but like, for example, this year, or sorry, sorry, for last year, I went into our dining room and it, I, Taylor, we had wedding gifts in there that we'd had for 26 years. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure if the card's still in here and it says like, congratulations, we can probably let this go. Cause I don't think we're going to use it. So I, I mean, hardcore went through all the stuff in there. But this year I was like, no, nah, we already did that. So all I have to do is dust it and move on. Like it's working um, and, and it's functional. So that's really what we do is, yes, the purging is important. But like yesterday, I was so excited. Again, this is where we are in life. We had uh, snacks when the kids were little. I used to have a pantry lock on the door. And then I had the snacks so far up high and I would lock the step stool in the pantry because they were like rats, Taylor, like they would get in there and just, I would wake up in the morning and it was like rats had infested and eaten like all the snacks. So for the longest time, I had them all hidden away. And finally, yesterday, I was cleaning stuff out. I was like, why do I still have snacks up? I have a 16-year-old, 14-year-old. <laughs> they're all and an taller
0: old- than you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, and they
1: keep asking, like, mom, can you get the steps? To-? And I'm like, why are we doing this every day? Like, this is ridiculous. So I move them all down. And normally, they give me a hard time every January because they're like, oh, mom, move some stuff in the kitchen. And now we have to relearn where it is. Yesterday, when they came home from school, when I opened, it, it felt like this big reveal. It felt like a Chip and Joanna Gaines thing. Like I opened the door, and when I opened the door, they were like, "That's brilliant!" And I was like, I, "I'm sorry. Could you say that again, please?" But again, small functionality, but it was a big pain point, and we didn't realize it. And so it's little things like that. And so we spend two weeks doing all that. It's not as painful as it sounds, actually. It's really cathartic. As a matter of fact, usually in December, everyone's like, it's almost time for the purge, right, Mom? And so everybody knows that it's this cleaning out of the old and bringing in um, better systems and also lightening the load. Because when you have so much stuff, Taylor, and you're taking care of it, that starts to become your full time job instead of you living your life. And I got tired of taking care of things that I was holding on to for years and I didn't even use them. It's ridiculous. So letting them go. Releases so much stress and so, and brings in so much more joy. So, I'm a huge fan. I'm also maybe a little top A.
0: I am glad you're a fan. Uh, this sounds like the worst human project that I could possibly (laughs) ever be involved in. Like, I, you say that I, I. don't think I could have survived the last two weeks at your house. So my first question is, how how is morale, or uh, and or how was morale five days ago, uh, with 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 the husband, with the children? I would imagine some of them were just happy to get out of the house and go back to college. Like, how is morale in the Whitaker household uh, during this? Uh, it, it, let's say day eight of the ten day purge. How's how is morale on day eight?
1: Oh, by day eight, everyone's just exhausted, yeah. but. I think the college kids were pretty excited that they were leaving before I started, before I started the whole thing. You know, I think because we've been doing it so much, they come to expect it. There was a lot of belly aching, you know? So, I mean, seven years ago, the kids were two to, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do math, two to 17, whatever about that. And so they were all still here and it was painful. And no one really liked it. But as we've been doing it more, they even start to adopt some of the things that we do, like in their own lives, like in their dorm rooms or whatever, they'll be like, you know what, I don't really use that. Or I should give that to so-and-so because, I mean, I used it and I kind of liked it, but they, they love it. So I should let them enjoy it. So it becomes a little bit more of a, a mindset and a lifestyle as opposed to just like anybody can purge and clean their house. But it's a, it's a shift. And mindset, and so I think over the last seven years we've shifted. I'm not going to say my kids are all on board and they think it's amazing, but they at least don't fight me on it. And I try to parse out, like, I'll say, okay, you know, why don't you work on your closet yourself? Because now they're old enough to do that, right? So I'm not micromanaging that, and I have to let some things go. I probably would do it different, but they're taking ownership of it, and that's really what I want. I mean, you're not, you're not convinced. You're just, no, you're just listening. True. You're like,
0: I like, I, I'm thinking about this uh i was just you know who colin cowherd is going back to sports for a second we got to go we got to get away from this for just a moment just for my sanity you need a you, know, you know who colin is uh, he's like the number one the sports sports uh like radio person yeah 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 right? okay yeah so yeah. i was just listening to him the other day and i i it was you know he does his radio show and that's like the more popular thing he well um he talks about the popular topics, right? He's going to talk NFL, that sort of thing. But on his podcast, they did a two part podcast where like the first 30 minutes was like him and Nick, Wright, Who's another sports guy that I love kind of came up under, uh, you know, he got real popular because he kind of connected himself to Colin, that sort of thing. The, the first 30 minutes the podcast, they talked about sports stuff and everything you expect. The next 30 minutes, they were like, Sorry, we know this is self indulgent, but we're just going to talk. And it was one of the most intriguing things that I've ever heard because these two guys that like I love listening to and I spend time with every single week, I realized that it's because there's a lot of similarities. We have a lot of differences, but a lot of similarities. And Colin was going was doing some therapy. He he had never really been to therapy before. Him and his wife, uh, they weren't doing couples therapy, but they were both seeing the same therapist. And like the eighth, he said somewhere around the eighth or tenth time that he went. Colin was talking to this therapist and kind of like you and I are looking at each other over zoom right now. It's like, you know, it's, it's Colin and then the therapist. And then the therapist is like, hold on, before we go any further, we need to address the large frog in the room, which like typically you'd think like, you know, the elephant in the room. Right. But he's like, we need to do the large frog. And Colin's like, what are you talking about? He's like the large frog in the room. Colin's like, what do you, wh- I don't understand what this means is this, is this some, you know, you know, he would have never really been to counseling. Is this some counseling term? He's like, Colin, look above my head. And right above his head, there's a huge like African style frog because apparently this this counselor loved African art. And so he looked around the room, there's African art everywhere. But the primary thing, like the pink thing that's right above your head right now is like where the large frog was. And he's like, Colin, you've been coming here for eight weeks, 10 weeks. You've never seen the frog. He said, it's the first thing that your wife asked me about. (laughs) He's like, so this realization that like, it was just like huge thing for me of like, I don't notice stuff. Like I've been to your house, Allison's house, whatever. You're always like, my house is so dirty. I'm like, it looks great. It looks incredible. Like y'all are noticing all these little things where I'm just like, do I, can, can I walk to food? Can I walk to the bathroom? Can I walk to my bed? Can, and can I see the TV? Great. I, I don't see the frog. Right. So like when you're like, we're deep cleaning closets. I'm like, I don't see the stuff that's out. Why do I care about the stuff that's in the closet? <laughs> so it's just such a foreign concept to me just because like, you know, it's just a priorities thing or what I noticed or whatever, but I'm I'm glad you're happy. Um, but the whole reason I brought that up was for a reason and I can't remember what it was, but, uh, what do you think about the, the frog story? (laughs) Maybe I'll remember my question.
1: It does. It actually, it brings me a lot of joy. Like I share it on Instagram and, you know, try to inspire people. But I mean, I think, um, good at it and I love it. And I want people to love where they live. I think that's a big thing is that sometimes people say, oh, well, if my kitchen looked like that, you know what, I would love it too. Or if my bathroom looked like that, I would love it too. And I guess I don't want people to stop living and enjoying where they live because they're waiting for the renovation. They're waiting for the bigger paycheck. They're waiting for kids to leave. I'm like, no, I want you to love where you live right now. And you can love it if you make it work better and not be such a not be so tied to the things in your house, but instead let them serve you. And so to allow people, I think to have that realization that your house can be a tool, but also it can bring you a lot of joy because it's where you're making memories with the people that you love. And I don't want you to look at those photos and be like, yeah, like your kids are baking cookies. And the first thing you look at is, yeah, but you know, our countertops, like we didn't really like those. I'm like, well, no one cares about the countertops. They care about making the chocolate chip cookies. So I think I'm, really, that's my ultimate goal is to get people to have a, fa- a house that functions better and also to love where they live.
0: That's great. I, I see some uh, spiritual connections uh, pretty pretty easily from, from the outside, but you've been doing this for seven years now. Uh, do you see a spiritual connection to this whole process that you've gone through for the last? Oh, seven? for
1: sure. I mean, this constant, I think, realization that you have to assess where you are, And strip away the things that are not serving you and lean into the things that are, and that it's going to be uncomfortable and it's not going to be a lot of fun. But the fruit on the other side, like I walked into the kitchen today, and uh, you know, after having worked my butt off in it, and I looked around and I was like, yeah, okay, that was worth it. And so I think in the spiritual life, there's times that you have to do deep work, you have to maybe have conversations that are difficult to have, or you have to get rid of some vices, which we're getting ready to do during Lent. And but but the benefit of that is that on the other side you get to be closer to Jesus. So I think that this process has been really good for me. It's sort of like a a yearly examination of conscience with my house and am I really doing the things that my family asks of me and how are we serving each other? So it's been good. I'm a big fan and I know that maybe I'm like the extra credit level. <laughs> But I enjoy it. Maybe, just maybe. (laughs) But I do remind people in this, like I send emails out every day and I remind people, listen, if you just fix like two pain points in your house, like maybe where you put your keys and shoes at night and, you know, your bathroom counter, if those are the only two pain points that you fix, then it's, it's, that's a good thing. So So child
0: one and child three. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And I think we started it because just we had a bunch of people, Taylor, and a bunch of stuff, and it was overwhelming, and I had to to let some stuff go.
0: My assumption is that year one was by far the hardest year of this. Is that correct?
1: 100%. Honestly, I still look back and think, I must have been, it must have been so needed because I was like, I was on a mission and I went all in. Like, I look back and I'm like, how did I have time to do that? And I even had little kids, but I think I was, I think I was so burned out, so stressed out. And the house was just overwhelming me that I was like, clean slate. We're going to start all over. And it, it's, it started, it started the process. And so now it's something that we look forward to.
0: You looked at Scott on year one. You're like, I don't care what you think. I'm doing this.
1: No, even he was like, Catherine, this is kind of ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm doing it. And he was like, it's kind of like in National Lampoon's when the dog is on the bone. He's like, Clark, it's best to just let him finish. And Scott was like, it's best to just let her finish, you know?
0: All right. Uh, So the uh, two things that like uh, stuck out to me, like I'm trying to think, oh, how do we connect this Catholic podcast, right? The the two big things is one, um, the cleanup. The uh, subsequent cl- cleanups are easier than the first cleanups. Like the first cleanup would be like an initial conversion of heart, right? So like right. we can all think back to our initial conversion, whether that was you know, five years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, like that first conversion of heart and like choosing to live for Jesus, like that's not a hard, that's not an easy yes. Like that's a hard thing to do, hard to clean out that initial, like trying to clean out a sin and trying to reshape your life. Like that's hard. And then we have like our daily throughout the rest of the year, just like throughout. I mean, it's it's not like you don't clean your house February through December. It's just a different kind of upkeep, right? Like it's not the deep clean. It's like we're cleaning the countertops. We're vacuuming. We're watching, you know, scrubbing the toilets. Like we're doing the normal stuff. Just not these deep cleans, right? Not, not the back corner of a closet you haven't been in in three years or whatever. So, Like I I see similarities in the spiritual life of like, yeah, we're doing our like normal prayers. We're doing our going to mass normally. But like the two big things that stuck out to me is the more like yearly or or for me, confessions like quarterly, uh, you know, maybe if I'm slacking every four, five, six months that sort of thing right but like for for us like that's literally the deep clean for us spiritually it's like you go in with all your sins and you come out at the end of the 10 days of catherine the house you don't have to do it in 10 days you just have to go for less than 10 minutes stand in line go to confession no, now,
1: now you're making me think at the end of this i should go to confession and then it's all clean taylor
0: confess all the sins, the, all the <laughs> bad words you said during the 10 days of cleaning. <laughs> That's
1: great. Oh, I like that. Okay, sorry. Keep how going. many that was times really did good. you
0: take the Lord's name in vain during the
1: 10-day purge? <laughs> oh, well, this morning, a decent amount because I came home from working out and my kid had put the toaster on and then like left to go to the bathroom and didn't check to see how it was timed. Literally smoke and flames coming out of the the toaster this morning and i I'm love like, that kid this He's is how best. we're starting this is how we're doing it okay
0: <laughs> great uh just buy a new toaster <laughs> move on <laughs> so i may have said a few choice words <laughs> there this <you> go. morning <laughs> yeah um so you know the, those are the two things one and that might be a a, a um, pretty common thing it's like okay confession is the clean out thing the other thing that i was thinking about um because i've seen a ton of fruit from it especially as I've been doing more ministry with adults, because like kids go on retreat. If you're in a youth group, you go on retreat a couple times a year, at least once. Right. But like adults, when when do we ever go on retreats? Right. Very, very rarely. And like, even people who are like bought into the church, like you're going to mass, you're going to confession, semi-regularly, whatever that means for you, you know, monthly, a few times a year, whatever. Right. Um, Receiving the Eucharist, you're doing your prayers, you're doing all the stuff you're supposed to, but like we need a deep clean and a deep moment of like, uh, declutter. Right. Which like, so the deep clean is confession. The decluttering for me is like what I experience on a retreat, like a week, a weekend away for you know, two, three, four days away to just like sit and be with God. And it's, you're doing the same kind of things that you're doing. You're going to mass, you're praying, you're doing, the, but it's just like more focused and like more relaxed to where like my brain gets kind of decluttered my spiritual life gets decluttered I can, I can like bring stuff to the surface that like i don't typically have time or the energy for uh so that was the other thing that stuck out to me and like you know we, we uh two years ago we, we've run four retreats as forte catholic and they've all been like incredible we've we've loved them and we tried to do a couple of more uh like half a year ago and people were just too busy they just couldn't do it and i'm like th- it's it's kind of like that thing like when mother Teresa was like you know uh, Mother Teresa, you're so busy. How do you how how do you keep up your prayer life? She's like, the busier I am, the more important my prayer is, right? And it's like, if you're really busy, if you can't get away for a weekend that proves that you need a retreat like there's too much yeah. going on right so like we don't have any scheduled right now but it's literally the thing that kept popping up in my head as you were explaining this uh you know this reign of terror that you had over the last 10 10 days at your house but i was like this is what people it's what people need like so go on retreat i don't even care if it's with us we don't have any scheduled right now if you want to sign up like uh to be on the list whenever we eventually invite people again for the catholic.com retreat or retreats i don't know it's on the home page um but, like, whether it's with us or with anybody, like, a retreat is so important, especially for busy adults, to just declutter and kind of ha- have a few days to just, like, for me, coming back from a retreat is like the 10th the day uh, of your purge. It's just like, oh, I just feels so much better. Everything functions better. Everything's ready to go. I feel nice. All these sorts of things. So those are my take. Well,
1: providentially, that. I wrap it up, and then I go to DC Wassey as a chaperone for go. 50 kids. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic, so.
0: fantastic! It's almost like the, the Lord's providence is working again. Uh, in, I can honestly, lives. I had
1: never <laughs> thought about ending the ten days like that, Taylor. That's so good. I'm so glad I talked to you.
0: I'm so glad you talked to me too, and uh, I'm so glad that we demanded that people enjoy this episode. I hope that that demand worked. We're done for the day. I'm Taylor Stroll. I'll be back next week. That's Catherine Whitaker. She'll be back in a month. Say ya! <laughs> Thank you guys for watching and listening to today's show if you liked it. I've already asked you to subscribe like 8,000 times share it with somebody. Text it to somebody. Just hit the share button. You know, somebody that you think would like it, share it on social media, tag us. We'd love to retweet, reshare all of those things. Special thanks to Catherine for this great episode. Special thanks thanks to Sarah Allen, who edits, edited not only this episode, but every other episode for like the last nine months. And I just always forget to thank her. She's the best. All right. You're the best, actually. You can share the best. You and Sarah are the best. Love you. See you very soon. Bye.